Dude, living uh, on the 36th floor, I'm learning again some new things. This I did not fully realize before, but fucking insects are yep. flying really fucking high. <laughs> Why would that be surprising? I don't know. I've just never thought about it. In my worldview, mm -hmm. and I only realized this once I realized that it was wrong, but in my orientation and the map of the universe, including Earth, insects would always fly sort of like, you know, as high as humans, a little <laughs> higher. Right? The home is very close <laughs> to the Earth. And then since I've been there, living here on the 36th floor, I see all kinds of insects and they're just chilling up here and going even higher. I'm like, where yeah. are you going, my man? I'm like, are you flying to the moon? Like, what are you doing up here? There's no humans. There's no plants. There's nothing. What are you doing here? And one really uh, pretty beautiful thing that happened yesterday, one benefit of doing yoga. So... When I do yoga in the morning, it's the best. But when I do yoga in the afternoon, there's something really cool about doing yoga at sunset. Um, something about it is really nice. The color scheme. It, sunrise is nice, but sunset is way more beautiful. Now, somebody explained to me why that is. I don't know, but that's just a fact. And yesterday, I was, as I was doing yoga during sunset, I see fairly big, a fairly big butterfly, you know, and it's just flying around. And I think, oh, that's kind of neat. And then I keep seeing it. And then I realize it's not one. Oh, I think it's a pair. It's two. And then I realize, no, it's three. And then I'm like, it's five. And then eventually I realize the whole fucking sky is full of these butterflies. It's not like a swarm, like in the movies where you don't see the sky anymore, but Mm -hmm. There were, I don't know, let's guess 50 of these butterflies. And oh. they were flying around between the 36th and 40th floor. And they were just flying for the beauty of the flight, for the love of it. They, they were dancing with each other in the sky. They weren't flying anywhere, right? They were just like going up and down and flying together and solo. And that's all they were doing. And I was just mesmerized. I'm like, all right, this is a bit prettier than the, the pigeons last year, although they were also pretty pretty. Um, but it's kind of dope just to see these animals, these butterflies, this high up and then flying in this very beautiful dance where, you know, again, I don't care if there's a reason to rhyme for it, but in my experience, it seemed like it was not determinist it was not you know to accomplish something we're looking for yeah yeah, yeah. like a, i'm a butterfly and i'm flying somewhere to more food or to safety or away from the you know from the birds or whatever like i'm migrating to a warmer area like not it was just beautiful flying for flying sake and they were doing it for an hour all through the sunset i'm like this is the dopest shit ever this is so pretty so so beautiful Super nice. Yeah. Think about it. Like if you could fly, yeah. What, what could be a better thing to do other than, you know, fly just for fun, for sunrise and sunset? Totally dope. I totally get it. Yeah. I got thought yeah. many times this week looking at animals, especially, um, turtles and birds. I thought 
one of the beautiful things, if you think about it, like as a, as a animal, some animals, it appears to us when you, when they are mainly driven by instinct, right? They, they don't, we know they have the capacity, they have a brain, they think, but they're not consciously debating the meaning of life. As far as we can tell, they're just acting. It's just like one action after the other. It's mainly driven by, by instinct, right? The feeling of doing this next thing, the knowing of having to fly that direction, like the sensing of danger or whatever. If you think about that, it's kind of, that is sort of a, a nice incarnation to a version of enlightenment by our definition, right? Like a, I want to be able to have, to be completely present in every moment, right? We don't really suspect birds to be like, ah, oh, shit, I was distracted by my thoughts <laughs> about words. I totally forgot I have to fly now. Like, they're never late. It's not like, oh, shit, I forgot I had to leave earlier. I'm just a little late now. They're never late. They're never, like, lost in thought. They're always just where they need to be doing just the right next thing, fully present, fully embodied in that moment. and. They get to enjoy probably most of the things that feel good to them, right? Like when they eat, I would assume it's great enjoyment. When they fly, it's great enjoyment. When like good, when they do good things, when they rest, it's great enjoyment. Nothing hesitating, nothing holding back, no memory, no inner dialogue, no inner critic, nothing. And when bad things are happening, right? When they get injured or when something, you know, when they're starving or whatever, then they go through pain, but without suffering, right? It's like the perfect surrender. It's the perfect, like presently breathing, living through that pain, but not mentally creating a hell out of it. That's what we imagine. I mean, who knows? Nobody, no human has been a bird and came back to tell us exactly how it feels like to be one, right? That's kind of, that is kind of an, a, a version, a flavor of enlightenment to our minds, the complete presence, the ability to fully live every moment, just in that moment, no questions on purpose, no doubt, just acting, living fully. Like this is a full life. Just you fully live every second. That sounds pretty dope. Right. But then, you know, when you think about the animals we would like to be, it's always kind of a flavor. That's a bit more human, right? It's a human, more humanized mm -hmm. version of an animal. Mm -hmm. Uh, although birds have something, maybe not the fucking pigeons, but like beautiful birds have something that people like, uh, the idea of flying is very free. The, the, that idea gives you the incredibly powerful notion of freedom, like experiencing incredible sense of freedom. Um, but most animals that we think of, we don't think of rats or like pigeons or chickens. Like, ah, I like to be enlightened and just be a chicken, right? <laughs> it's not, it's not an idea of like an enlightened incarnated being like, uh, you know, a turtle, maybe, you know, turtle, like kind of cool, a dolphin, <laughs> a whale. Yes. A whale. Like if they were not hunted and everything, like a whale is really nice. Right. That's kind of a beautiful view, but nobody thinks of a shark as an enlightened being. Like nobody would ever portray a shark as a Buddha like being in a Pixar movie. <laughs> 
But why not? Maybe a shark is is more of a Buddha than we realize. Maybe Buddha was more of a shark than we all realize, right? We think of elephants, of turtles. Everything is very peaceful. But who says that enlightenment has to be peaceful, right? I mean, maybe the Buddha said it, but I'm saying, who says, who says that experiencing the state of enlightenment necessarily has to be very inactive, very passive, you know, very pacifist. Maybe it's just very in the moment and very no judgment, right? Just like complete. And if you think about it, being a shark is probably a much more enlightened state in the sense that you are so in perfect flow and a master of your element, right? You're in such, you have zero enemies, natural enemies, and you are the perfection of nature to be surviving and thriving in an element of the earth. That sounds pretty fucking dope. Yeah. And, and you help other creatures be reborn into yeah. a higher incarnation. Yeah. And what did the Buddha do? The Buddha enlightened lots of people, lots of beings. Maybe a shark, you're basically, you're a very active shark, a very active Buddha. You know, it's actually, shark is just going, going through the ocean and being like, dum, 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 dum. Oh, I smell bad karma. Yeah. I mean, you're bleeding. That's bad karma. If you're the ocean buddy and you're bleeding, that is bad karma. You've done something in your life. Maybe now's the time to change, you know, to try a new life. Um, but why, I mean, we're kidding, but I'm only half kidding here. Why, why is, why would a, a, a shark be less of an enlightened being than a fucking elephant, like, or a dolphin? Why? Just because it is good at violence, we think that, oh, oh, let's pick the animals that are not good at violence. You know, they seem nicer, but nicer by what definition? By the universe's definition? It doesn't fucking matter. Like all the lives that have ever existed, they are just a blimp in the grand scheme of the universe, time and space. So that, that like a shark biting something or eating something, is that, is that good or bad? It's... It's nothing. It's neither. It just is. Um, and a shark, like I think about being a shark must feel pretty close to what perfection could feel as a physical being on this planet. Cause a lot of animals, I mean, they, all animals probably just don't feel that like I feel perfect, but it must on some physical level feel better when you're just much more optimally perfected by nature and you are a complete master of an element, right? With a lot less, think about all these fishes that have like a million natural enemies and get eaten a million times a day. You know, it's a more stressful, I would assume, physical incarnation than being a shark. You just, you're just like complete focused consciousness. You just flowing consciousness and you're just flowing through animals, flowing through tide. Just, you just, you, there's nothing that can stop you. You're just a never ending flowing and growing and rejuvenating until you die. And along your life, a lot of other things have to die. It's kind of pretty. Um, but it's funny 
I, I've been thinking this, this is the weirdest conversation we've had in a long time, but I dig it. I've been thinking, well, we had that conversation about me wanting to die, taking LSD and by eat, being eaten by a shark. Like if I knew that I have to die that day, this is the way I'd like to go. Um, that was maybe also a little bit of a, of a weird conversation now that I think of it, but I've been thinking, uh, lately when I've been seeing, um, ravens, I've been having two thoughts. One, they're very beautiful animals. Like it's in, like their feathers and everything is super, like it's a, this yep. shimmering dark black, but it's almost like, a you know, when you have these little, these little, uh, security chips on like an ID card that kind of change their coloring as you move them. Right, that have the 3D coloring. Mm -hmm. Their feathers mm -hmm. have that, that kind of thing yeah. going on. And they are just fashion-wise very much up my alley, right? It's like black on black on black. It's just very sleek, you know, very nice. But then I thought, um, it's interesting that ravens represent a certain, in a, in our eyes as humans, when we humanize these animals and we humanize all animals because we look at them with human eyes so we can only understand them as humans when you think of ravens what do you think of you think of you know death you think of uh bad news you think of darkness you think of um you know maybe a tombstone you think you think of like a a bringer of death a bringer of bad news a sort of creature, like when you think of the humanized version, like, uh, like a, like a dude in like a, an old black suit with a big hat on and a long nose that's sort of like greedily, you know, but no, a lot of these are also like culture, culture specific. Mm. These in Thailand or Raven, like, like Western, 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 definitely Raven just kind of have to start yeah. thing, right? But, um. I'm pretty sure there's places where this is different and, and like even, even like rats, right. For us, it's like a very bad thing, but there's some Asian cultures where they, they have positive, I don't know, I think maybe China and Japan, they're wise. I haven't studied the hmm. mythology of, of, but I, but I remember thinking this, oh, having these yeah. moments where I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like these animals for us, they seem so this. And then seeing in another culture where, oh, there's something completely different and then being, ah, oh, there's okay. definitely some animals where there's, uh, in the translation, cultural big differences for sure. I watched Ninja uh, Turtles as a kid. So I always knew that rats are really wise, you know, and would be good Kung Fu trainers, but, um, but there's other animals that I think some of them are very universal, like an elephant. I would say, I don't know if there's a culture on earth that thinks elephants are bad, ugly, or the bringer of death yeah. and bad news or yeah, greedy, so. like no culture on earth will associate greediness with like elephants. I, I would assume it'd be surprising. I'm sure there's, yeah. there's some range, but, um, there are, you know, and maybe there's a culture with like a raven is like a, a good luck thing. Hard to tell because usually the things that are dark and black, just color wise, Skin-wise, um, the kind of animals that, you know, might, the very clever thing is like a two-sided sword. Rats are very clever, obviously, but it leads them to 
behavior we don't approve of or like, right? Because they kind of invade the human space um, and sometimes bring, uh, you know, death with them and like diseases and shit. Um, but then there's other animals like dolphins where they're very clever and very smart and we were like, you know, we've idolized them and we think they're, they're really, really great. And maybe in other cultures, they just seem very, very yummy. Uh, they don't think about how smart they are. But it's the same way when I eat octopus and I think, well, octopus are fucking sharper shit. They're probably, I don't know if they're less intelligent than dolphins, but they're very, 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 very intelligent. It, they're amazing. I love them, but they're too delicious. They're I'm just, sorry. They, they <laughs> are. It's, it's like, you know, if you're that smart, you should not let us run the world, right? You should figure out a way yeah. to like get back at it, get back at us. Or taste worse, you know? Um, but the point is, it's interesting when you, how we perceive animals through human lenses and have a liking or disliking or use them in storytelling in culture, yeah. um, in very specific roles, um, It'd be funny to write a story where kind of you have a lot of animals, but they're all kind of off in their role. I, I wonder if people would not be mm -hmm. able to enjoy that. Like if that's so, somehow, if we do like the drunken dolphin dad that beats his, yeah. <laughs> his kids like, and wife. <laughs> like the dolphin is really terrible. And like, think about yeah. like the, the animal farm, but it's like more wild nature. And you make a scenario where it's sort of like the whales and the dolphins are like the evil ones. The sharks are actually like, they're really like the, the nicest because they're more honest about like what they're doing. Although the whales and dolphins pretend to be nice, but actually they have this scheme that takes, you know, that takes advantage of all the fish or something. Like you just totally make great animals that are loved terrible and the ones that are terrible, the actual heroes. I wonder if people could go with that. I mean, obviously the level of artistry will prevail if you're an incredible storyteller and you make these characters super compelling, even as people don't want to follow you, they probably have to follow you in the story and like, you know, get on with the program. But I, I wonder if there's a natural resistance to not want to believe that there's something about this that like, it mm. seems wrong. It seems false. Like most movies that I watch these days, when somebody tells me commercial movies, like newer ones, and somebody goes, oh, that was a really good movie. And then at an air, you know, at a flight, which is usually where I get my movie watching in, I fly somewhere and I watch these movies and I go, I cannot watch this. It is unwatchable for me. It, I don't, it's sort of, I don't believe anything here. It's like my children doing a two hour play of like Rambo. I mean, that would be funny actually, like of some serious movie where they just cannot make the characters believable. And I just sit there and go. I don't care about any one of these people. They all are false. None of this seems like a real human with real emotions. All their motivations are off. Everything about this is just off. I can't get, I can't lose myself and fall into this picture the way I need to enjoy a movie. I sit here and I go, this is just bullshit dialogue. Somebody wrote, um, it's almost all the stuff that just reads false. And I wonder if you use certain symbols or animals against, you know, a, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years of like imprinting and archetyping, right? There's an, 
There's a reason why we see certain symbols, certain things a certain way, and then we've, we've, you know, probably deepened that by showing and telling those stories and those symbols hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of times for each life at each stage. And so when somebody breaks with the convention of these symbols, it's probably like using the alphabet differently to write a story. It's not going to be easy to reach right? because you don't understand mm. these words anymore. They just don't compute. Um, because today, in let's say in Western society, if I start, you know, a book off or a movie off with a scene where the first thing that's happening is there's a little bit of wind and then there's a raven that just lands on the street. We yeah. all know where this is going. Nothing positive yeah. is about to happen next. Yeah. Nothing nice is happening right now, right? We're not in a nice place. Something bad, something dark. This is where we're at. You don't have to continue. The already the the reader already knows how to map this out and build out a universe around this, right? But now if you want to make this like a super happy deppy funny story, now everything the reader is already built in their mind pre-building as you're telling this. Now they have to like, you know, effortfully destroy and figure out what the hell you're building. You can try to like, and then you're always one step behind because you're trying to build the thing that doesn't follow any typical map or pattern that we're all, we're all pattern recognition machines, right? That's how we're opening every door. We're not looking at doors going, I've never seen this door before. I wonder how to open this. So this is the same thing with like stories and symbols. We, we, we know these, we know these things. We don't know exactly the detail that you're going to fill in, but we kind of know already like how to pre-build the world and how to create the mood inside. Um, just like it can't be the sun was shining, the birds were chirping, and that's the beginning of a terrible thing that's happening next. (laughs) That's just, that is not (laughs) the way it works. It's just like, no, (laughs) this this makes no sense. This does not feel right, you know? Uh, now I want to see that movie, Panda Empire, where this like a, <clears throat> doesn't exist yet, but it should just a panda take, pandas and koalas conspiring together to you, take over the world and enslave. You know, the problem is that as you're saying this, I have no problem imagining it, but it's sort of like a funny comedy. It's like a, these, mm-hmm. the panda and the koalas and they're evil. Yeah, it needs to be dark. They're, they're evil, but they're sort of funny. You know, they're sort of dorks about it. <laughs> you can't imagine them being like raping little children. Like, you know, they can't, can't imagine them actually doing horrible Dude, things. Like polluting fucking dolphins, these cute, cute animals, right? They're, they're known for gang raping other dolphins. Is it gang raping? But I know that they can, really yeah, like sex. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, that's dark. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. How do we know that it's rape in the animal kingdom? Like how exactly do they this determine? Is, uh, <laughs> Wait, let me, let me. Are, are you right, Google searching this? i do the smart this? thing in Google. <laughs> yeah, Google this. Yeah. No, I'm curious. Um, yeah. Bottlenose dolphins, uh, a pot of becula males will corner a female. Ah, and even like in a zoo, they don't like when they add a new dolphin, they never put them with the bottlenose dolphins because typically they torment and rape them. There you go. Doesn't say, but I guess, I guess, I guess like you could, I guess when it happens, it's 
kind of not that hard to not to tell to tell that one of the dolphins <laughs> is not into it. I guess. So. I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy. I, I I don't have any problems imagining monkeys raping something, right, or whatever, mm -hmm. because it's like it's a fit. But like a dolphin is so hard in the water to imagine that if another dolphin doesn't want it, it couldn't just like keep swimming away or something. Like, how do you stop that mm -hmm. to do the bit? I mean, I don't really know the anatomy of a dolphin, obviously, but um, either way, let's say that we're, well, the predator is also so smart, right? Yeah, there you go. Killing infant dolphins and then gang raping their mother. There you go. <laughs> so we just learned <laughs> Fuck that dolphins can be horrible, horrible, horrible <laughs> beings. I mean, horrible by human definition. But they look so, maybe... Who says that it's, it, 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 I mean, now we could get in trouble, but who says, <laughs> who says, I'm reformulating the question in my mind already. Who says that on some, you know, much higher level of looking at the atom soup of life, that this is good or bad or anything, right? It's just like, is something. But to a human experience, like, I'm surprised and I already suspect the worst out of all beings. So I'm kind of like, I can quickly adjust mm -hmm. my worldview and include dolphins into the beings that aren't perfect. Right? I'm like, eh, yeah, that makes sense. But I would suspect that this would be a shock to lots of people. To, tr to have to imagine that dolphins aren't the greatest animals ever, which is the way we've all, most of us have been imprinted. I'm sure in some countries it isn't that way, but uh, Western countries. And to think of dolphins as gang raping, baby murdering beings, that would be, that would be a very difficult thing for most people to want to know. And then once they know, they actually like internalize and accept. And now what do you yeah. do? How do you now yeah. feel about dolphins? Are they bad yeah. now? Or are they sometimes good, sometimes bad? You know what I think? What? You know what I think? Why there's, why they're so loved? Because they have anatomically, they have a smile. Just look like that's friendly. It's true, you know, but it's not just any smile. It is a, it's the whole face for human eyes looks very kind. It's not just smiling because mm -hmm. there are animals. Ravens also sort of have a smile, but it looks much more like a sarcastic. Yeah, they got wicked eyes. Like a wicked, yeah. wicked. It doesn't look friendly yeah. and kind. I think that that makes a big yeah. difference. Uh, there's other animals that have kind of the smile thing going, but it's just. Very few have it as kind as kind of a facial structure as dolphins to humans, right? As said, maybe in the fucking ocean kingdom, dolphins are the biggest whores of all, and they all the animals hate dolphins. Then, I mean, of course, we know as humans that dolphins have shown up and done great things for the animals, like you know, saved some whales, right. saved humans. Like they show up and do really nice things for others, for another species. Maybe that's, maybe that's just the, that's just the propaganda. It's like <laughs> they fuck up everyone all the time. And then it's like, Hey, there's yeah. a camera team nearby. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, take that, take that rotten bird, throw him to the, <laughs> and then we'll save him. And then, you know, they, the dolphins are having like a board meeting and they're like, everything was going so well. Right. But then now. <laughs> You assholes had to start raping other dolphins in those pools. We said when we're, you know, like when you're locked up, be on your best behavior. And 
just one of you kill themselves so they feel really guilty about this shit. And then the other problem that we all know is that we fucked up the internationalization strategy. We just, you know, the Western culture, we got on lockdown, but in Asia, we fucked up. They just think of us as like a nuance to their whale hunting and whatever other problems that we represent. Fuck, right? If we just, a few things, if we just been better at those, our position in the ocean would be dominance, pure dominance now. And why did that campaign that shark meat is the uh, yummiest meat ever, why didn't that work better? Can somebody tell me? <laughs> right? <laughs> the dolphins tried to get like the whales and the sharks out of there so they can rule the fucking ocean. Yep. Uh, but then they, they're yep. not quite getting the last bit of execution perfected. So they're still in trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad we figured. This is like two ten-year-olds. Yes. <laughs> this might have been the best conversation we've ever had. Heads down, I'm debating if we should just publish this because it's just yeah. so ridiculous and has zero value. <laughs> um, hey, I mean, I've been wondering <laughs> about these things, so we talk about them. What do you want? What do you want from us? You know, did anybody pay for this exactly. podcast? No. So be grateful <laughs> when we talk about useful things and be kind and forgiving when we don't. This is, you know, this is a way. And, and you know, in the atom soup of the universe, who's to say what's useful in the There you go. Right? Maybe this episode, maybe this is the useful and all the, all the, oh, I'm reflecting and introspecting and I realize listen, that's all the. <laughs> listen, we could talk about all kinds of humans and how some behavior triggers you and others don't and how you need to learn to be accepting what would be if the bad behavior was really the good behavior and people would be super engaged we just did a sleight of hand magic trick here by talking about animals we relaxed your mind your protective mechanism and we were talking communicating to your subconscious planting completely new ideas about seeing the world with different eyes people and animals included you're welcome that's it you know, usually I don't tell those tricks, but now you know. <laughs> um, I'm only half kidding. We, we should publish this. This is a ridiculous conversation. <laughs> Dude, on the, on the ridiculous envelope, you can always push me. <laughs> That's true. I always get you on that. Um, I have no shame. I always get you on that. <laughs> it's, it's only, it's only when I, when I'm like, ah, you know, this three hour conversation, there was about four minutes of really great con. Let's just publish it as is where you go on like quality control of me you're like ashamed of it because you, you don't want to do it <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> this is so fun i don't want to talk to you about anything else I'm like this is this is the most fun i've ever had this podcast in a while maybe talk about humans is I mean, just tiring even, let's just keep talking about animals yeah even even monkeys right like, like at least for me uh, before I came to Thailand, monkeys were these lovely, smart animals, right? And then it was just later that I realized, fuck, they're really, one, they're really dangerous, right? That's one thing. But then they're also fucking nasty to each other, right? Like the, the whole hierarchy that they have. And then if someone tries to climb up the hierarchy, how they totally fuck them up. It's like, okay, not, not, not very nice animals. Monkeys are the fucking... Monkeys are the worst. Like they can be really, really, really yeah. uh, crazy. But not just that. I think that's 
like chickens, right? Uh, Anthony has chickens now, right? He has like lots of land mm -hmm. and he's like, you know, has these, you know, free moving chickens. He's been having chickens for like what, a year or two now. And I remember once being on a call with him and he was like in the chicken stall and like feeding the chickens and doing shit there while talking to me. And then eventually he goes out and he just goes, Steli, chickens are the worst fucking beings on this planet. You know what? If you ever felt bad about eating chickens, don't. Just don't. If you ever felt bad about, you know, animal farming and chickens, I know I did. I saw all the pictures. I felt terrible. I don't anymore. I don't. It doesn't matter. Chickens are the worst. I'm like, I'm like, what happened? What's the problem? It's like, they just like, they're just the dumbest thing ever. And then they're just, you know, they start poke they, they start poking at one other chicken and then all of them gang up and they just start walking and poking it and poking and poking it until the chicken goes crazy and dies and then when new little chickens up they go and they kill them to they eat them and just like they're just they're so dumb they're the dumbest and the, the worst he's like i don't give a shit about i hate all of them <laughs> and then the call ended <laughs> he was really like outraged in his mind you know he's thinking you know, and, and chickens are great to have, right? They, you know, you give you eggs and all that, fresh eggs. It's kind of nice. But the imagination is like, it's This is such a, you know, beautiful space. I have so much space for them to roam around. And I'm they're going to be like the ha happy chickens. And I'm going to be the happy person right. that picks the eggs. And we're all going to come Turns out they're still dumb assholes. Yeah, but they're fucking assholes. And you know, this is the thing. I think this idea of nature or the animal world, this like hippie idea, this like super mm -hmm. leftist, vegan, noble in harmony, meditation that, oh, why the animal world is the wise one. Why aren't we just as peaceful as animals? Animals would be so wise. If you gave fucking, uh, you know, a ch if you gave chickens the brain to run the world, we'd be destroyed in a week, right? It's like, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be. <laughs> They just destroy everything, not give two fucks about it. It's not like the animal world is, the animal kingdom is the most ruthless place, right, to exist in. And animals can be incredibly harsh yeah. and ruthless. They're pure ego. They're like, we think, we think of animals as these like Zen-like, oh, just live and let live. Animals are pure ego. I yeah, want. Like, and most of us, right, what's, what's our, our experience with animals? Like maybe a pet, right? Yeah. But a pet is an animal. Where we spent a tremendous amount of time nurturing and caring for and and, and humanizing and right, it. and then that's the and humanizing and humanizing modern it. Yes, pets, they have like they're hu they humanized. They have all these like ticks because they think they're humans. It's pets. Mm -hmm. It is you know movies, TV shows, comics. Yeah. Is this romanticized? Ch all especially children books, children uh, stories, children movies. And then it's like the zoo where we go and look at them. We're like, oh, it's kind of shitty that we put them in prison. They haven't done any crime, but it's nice because we can come and get very close without being afraid or inconvenienced. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but it's a, it's a bullshit idea. It's a very naive idea of this, like na nature and the animal world is, is like the animal world is specific nature who knows is a very large organism. We really don't know. But animals are pure ego. Like it is whatever is best for me. And if everything else dies along the way, so be it. Like it, there's no morality. Yeah. There's no, how can I take only what I need 
not more. Let's not overuse resources. That doesn't exist. Like uh, if one animal can take yeah. everything and all the other animals die, good. That's what it's going to do. It's not going to stop and go, well, I had enough. You know, we're like, a, we're the main reason why they stop. It's because it, it's like energy intensive, right? Let's say yep. a lion hunting a whatever. Yeah. Antelope. Yes. And then they're full. It doesn't make sense for them to hunt 50 more. But if they could push a button and then there's like 50 antelopes dead. Yeah. yeah the other thing is. Why wouldn't they? The, the other thing is. If there was one antelope that would fully fill them, right? And mm -hmm. if they only ate half of it, they'd be like, okay, they'd be surviving okay. And there's a bunch of other lions around that will die if they don't get to eat something. The fucking lion doesn't give two shits. It's going to eat all the fucking food to be fully satisfied. And if a little less would have also been okay and would help the others to survive. The others' survival, with exception, right? There's like, you know, there's be yeah, like family, family and dynamics and, like, and, and tribe dynamics where there's like a packing order and like a certain place for... They're always at the bottom of the packing order. Things really, really suffer and treat it really, really terribly. But, mm -hmm. you know, maybe everything else, everybody else in the middle to the top of the packing order is kind of like arranging resources for everybody to, to do well. In general, animals are only concerned about their survival and their well-being. End of the story. That's it. That's their concern. Their concern is not the well-being of others, right? And the survival of others. And many, the smarter the animals are, the more they're capable of doing terrible things, apparently, right? Terrible, terrible things. There you go. Uh... So this idea, I think we just like, made the strongest argument for turning the rainforest into Amazon warehouses. You know, it's not like we would not want to do that to save the animals. It's that we would not want to do that because there's a suspicion that that would lead to our backyard being on fire or under fucking ice. You don't want to save the world for the planet. You want to save it for you, you human. You don't want to be inconvenienced with your Volvo and your house and your vacations. You don't want the world to become a less inhabitable place for you and your children and your family. And it's the same thing with this new idea where people go, oh, it's, uh, I'm not going to have children because it's irresponsible to put children in a planet that is so resource starved. And then they, they consume water and they need food and it's, it's, that's bad for the planet. It's like, dude, why don't you kill yourself then? Why do you selfish prick decide every day to wake up and live? If what's the best thing for the planet would be for think humans not to exist, why don't you not exist then? And really live your no, values. Especially like even, even if you take it much less extreme and you just look at the lifestyle of more, like most of the people that I yeah. know who say yeah. that. If you look at their lifestyle, it's, you know, they have maybe the eco-friendly brand or this or that, but it's very, very, very. It's a luxury item that they attach to their yes. life. It all comes back to so much of real healing in the world. This concept of like, let's make the world a better place, a more whole, a more holy, a more healed place. Let's have less suffering, less painless violence, less wounds in the world. A lot of that is not about 
let's all agree to do the thing that I'll put in the good category. That's never the way mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. It is the, mm -hmm. let's find a way to see the good in everything that's already happening. Let's make people feel less guilty, less ashamed. Let's make people feel more accepted, more love. Let's be more patient with each other. Let's believe and trust more in each other. Those are the things that are pushing us to better and better worlds and societies and, and outcomes. But that's not what we're doing right now. We're living in a world where both the good side and the bad side, wherever you want to see yourself, is only interested in proclaiming there's a group that's responsible for all our mistakes and we should be as violent and vile and arrogant and negative no. against them as possible to win in the name of goodness. No. And that has happened a million times before in the world. All wars have been fought on the idea of freedom yeah. and a better like world. A fertile, fertile ground. It is the most yeah. fertile ground for the world getting worse. Uh, Nobody has ever, you know, uh, shamed and destroyed and laughed at and spit at and made others less. And because it was the right group of others, the world became better. Huh, finally, we got rid of all the bad ones. Right. And we, we did it the only right way by spitting on them and treating them like, like less than humans. The, the, the world's yeah. never improved that way. And it's not going to improve that way this way. Bad things will come, happen. But just when you find it in yourself, when there's anything where you find yourself drifting hardly to very arrogant, very vile, very aggressive, even if it's not a, a lived aggression, just internally, you get really angry at these terrible people. How can they be this way? When you get really riled up and angry, yeah. you're on the way to a bad world. Like you're not on the, you're not a warrior for good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to animals. Which animal, <laughs> which animal <laughs> in the animal kingdom would be the sort of like hippie socialist, like let's all make love, but like actually is making it, the situation worse. We don't have that. There, there's no, I don't know. Is there an animal that could be, if we would want it to give an animal this role, which one would fit it best? Hmm. That's a tough one. It's not cows. I feel like it should be an animal that is very omnipresent. That yes. There's a lot of, yeah. so not, not a lot like a panda or something. Yeah. Dogs or cats. But I wonder now. Okay. No, I feel like cats are too really... arrogant to even care. Yeah. Cats, cats are, are just arrogant. like, fuck everybody. Dogs are kind of too nice. Nicey yeah. nice. Yeah. They don't have They the... just want to play. You know, it could yeah. be chickens, you know, it could be chickens. It's a lot of them. They're so dumb. They can be really evil to each other, but they could claim that they're the victims of the world of, they're the victims of animals as well as humans, humans on a very high scale. But they don't have like an advocacy. Which fucking animal has an advocacy? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, we're inventing things here, right? We're not discovering uh, an animal. <laughs> we're just making shit up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I love that. Chick All right. Chickens don't qualify for a meat. All right. <laughs> Let's keep going then. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe birds like a like a. How about a dove? Like the the symbol of peace. It's kind of it's white. 
We don't really care about doves though. Doves are like whatever. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe a swan, but swan is kind of pretty. I don't want to give them the, they're too pretty. They're like the, they're like a fashion model. A lot of these people are very pretty. <laughs> no, not really. Only some of them. Uh, there's the, that's in the posh category. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's like a, a rich, rich Western posh, you know, wannabe world improver uh, category. I don't know. Mm. It's a tricky one. I'm going to go with chickens just because whatever. It just because I want to, just because I'm with Anthony and he says, so keep he screen? says, fuck chickens. So I'm like with him, right? So let's make them. Let's put them in a role I don't like. Okay. I like that now when I think of, uh, now as I'm going to be thinking of sharks, I'm going to be thinking, this is a very Zen animal. Mm. It is a very Zen animal. This is undisputable. It is a very Zen animal. It is a yeah. very Zen animal. Maybe this would be a, like, maybe this is closer to Buddha than some other bullshit we imagine. Sharks, they're not, I'm guaranteeing you sharks aren't raping any other sharks. They're not. <laughs> to, to your research. Yeah, I got to, I got to research to Google. Gotta, we got to, we got to figure this out. But I, I mean, if this sharks. happens, I'm quitting. Like I'm just quitting on my animal yeah. license. It's so interesting when you, when you Google for shark rape, it, it mostly mentions dolphin rape. Interesting. Which, uh, maybe this is, maybe this okay, is. Okay. Just like, okay. 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 But now it's a little sad. Just like ducks, <laughs> sharks will gang rape a female. Oh, really? <laughs> As opposed to <laughs> all animals. All animals. Ducks are fucking rapers. <laughs> Rapist. Fuck. Uh. But you know what? This is great SEO from the shark PR team to have when somebody Googles shark, yeah. to have the bad thing <laughs> yeah. pop up. Oh, that's great SEO. <laughs> Amazing. They got like the dolphins got the PR down, the sharks got the SEO down. Hey, you know, uh, it's a very competitive world out there. 